Reminds me of my old days, mouth harping. <laughs> Welcome to Up Next, the only music podcast that that's feeling this is lost without you is feeling this and lost without you. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew, joined always by my naked co-host. You always go right there, right to that. Is that the most notable thing about how I present myself? I think it's very noticeable. Um, okay, fine. Steve is wearing a tie today. I try to keep things formal here. I feel like ties were like, I feel like uh, pop punkers and emo kids wearing ties was kind of in, you know, for the era that we're talking about tonight. Yeah, Avril Lavigne, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that was a normal noise and reaction to have. What's Uh, up, man? Andy, how the hell are you? I'm so good now. It's been a while. It's been, yeah, like two whole days since I briefly saw you. I meant recording, you fucking idiot. Oh, sure. Whatever. Yeah. I just tried to casually work in the conversation and the fact that we saw each other. Oh, yeah. We're friends in real it life. A... <laughs> Something like that. I saw you went to cops with a K and two Ps. Yeah. Just to be, just to be clear. I really wanted custard. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we happened to be i was like oh wow this is literally the only cops location i could get to by memory very good wait which one did you go to the one up by me or down in greenfield greenfield okay that was the one i always went to as a young person i assumed because that's where you're from close greendale uh, please respect greenfield. my operational security what if someone what if for some website my login like Personal question is what uh, small village in the Milwaukee metro area did you grow up in? Now everyone's going to know. Is that a question? I I, I plead the fifth. Well, if anyone's looking to hack into Steve's anything, prepare to be very disappointed. (laughs) Yes, indeed. How about you? How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. The, uh, The allergies have come for me. The springtime allergies, so Aww. yeah, it's worse at night. It's worse at night. It generally so I'm, is. I'm struggling right now, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the trees they get me, but no, otherwise I'm good. I'm good. It's it's Monday, <laughs> and I <laughs> I enjoy Mondays. <laughs> You're like the opposite of Garfield. <laughs> Yeah, when I have a case of the Mondays, it means I'm energetic and ready to do some work. You know how, like, a lot of, like, couples, the stereotype, it's like they've been together forever. It's like, all right, this is sex night. Mine's always (laughs) Monday. (laughs) Honestly, though, from a work perspective, Monday probably is my favorite day because, like, it's the only day where I have any energy and motivation. And the rest of the week, I just get worn down and, like less and less into work and by by like wednesday thursday i'm like just done with it so yeah like unironically monday best work day that was beautiful oh thank you um yeah you look rough man you look like (laughs) you were just y'all can't see it but steve it looks i would have to say it looks like you've blinked 182 times oh, man, at least oh i see what you did there you ready brother <laughs> i guess so i, I guess so are why you, you are, just, you, are why, you feeling why this? did you just sniff your fingers because like i'm like i'm like what smell is this my hand it's not my hand <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah. All right, yo, we're doing the Blink One Eighty Two. It's not self-titled, as I so shittily said before. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. It, it actually, this is the start of them being very pretentious because it is untitled. But Blink One Eighty Two's untitled album from two thousand three called Blink One Eighty Two. Um, it. 
I'm feeling this. It, we are feeling this. Um, you know, and the OG lineup, right? We got uh, we got Tom DeLonge, Mark Hoppus, Travis Barker. Uh, what can I say <laughs> about this album that Metacritic can't? <laughs> and Andy, who is Blink One Eighty Two? Yo, we don't need to talk about. They're from yeah, everyone. California. Everyone knows, we right? all. Yeah. I do. I am. I do always forget that there were albums before Enema of the State. Like, I mean, I yeah. I do forget Dude Ranch, but then remember it exists. But then there was like like Cheshire Cat. Yeah, Cheshire shit. Cat. So then you know the fifth studio album. Are you fucking kidding me, Blink One Eighty Two? That is pretty crazy. Also, in like a lot of random readings about this, you know, like talking about because. I don't even need Wikipedia to talk about this. It is very obvious when you listen to Blink-182, right, that this album is a shift for them. Because, <laughs> and I yes, think they absolutely. actually do, if you start with, like, their real commercial success, right, at Enma of the State, um, it is kind of, like, the perfect mold of you being able to see the shift of a band, right? Because sometimes they're like, this new thing came out of nowhere. Whereas Blink-182 was... Uh, enema of the state. Ha 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 ha. Fart butt jokes. And then like Adam song. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Then you got take off your pants and jacket. And you're like, oh, first date. <laughs> Warp tour. Stay together for the kids. Right. You know. And but yeah. a few more like heavier things. And then you get this, and you're like, you've just fully transitioned. <laughs> that is one funny thing. Like when I was listening to this in preparation for the for the show, I was like, yeah, like this is really when they first started talking about serious topics. And then I like, I actually listened back to Enema and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket uh, this past week. I guess I just like kind of forgot about those like couple of heavier songs that were sprinkled in. Right. Um, Cause like in my mind, like Blink-Way 2 is like the good times funny band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Um... One, one interesting thing that I realized in, in my not research, but just like sometimes it'd be like, Oh, like, What's Mark Hoppus's deal? <laughs> like, they're older than I thought. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he was 30-ish when this I album I think he came was out? like 31, 32 when this came out. They're not all the same age. But, like, well, the thing that, that, that kind of drove, yeah. cra- drove me crazy about that is, like, just talking about Mark. Like, that means that, like, for Take Off Your Pants, he was, like, 28, 29. And I'm like, you're si- y'all are out here singing about, like, the woes of being a teen and, like, parents <laughs> not. And I'm like, you're, like that like kind of blew my mind a little bit like i knew they started out like in the you know mid or maybe even early 90s but i never like put it together right but yeah right yeah i am um, and kind of talking about you know being older than we think a lot of the times especially thinking about these albums their earlier stuff right or but one of the like a lot of critics and some people you know talk about well this is clearly like you know a different take the band was going in and well one of the things that they think led to this is every member of the band had become a father before this album like came out and i'm just like interesting i was like oh gross um (laughs) but (laughs) like oh sweet the album received generally favorable reviews shout out to wikipedia for helping us out medic a metacritic rating of 71 out of 100 um let's see that's lower than i would have guessed yeah right rolling stone said uh gave it four stars said their lyrics are still unsophisticated and lovelorn but even the poppy poppiest tunes prove artful um and that seems uh it's a lot of reviews you know talk about how it was clearly a shift in their sound and how it split a lot of the fan base, but was still overall a very popular album. Mm-hmm. And and that and it it's really funny. I was reading something I can't find it right now, but it was talking about how. Um, oh yeah, I remember what I found because I w- it had the Wikipedia article quotes the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I'm like, okay, represent. Yeah, right. You know, it's like the record pulls from a variety of styles, including post-hardcore, electronic rock, jangle pop, alternative rock. They also toyed with harmonium organs, Polynesian gamelan bells, and turntables. I'm like, yeah, they're they're trying to be like a modern day, uh, modern day 
the Beatles. <laughs> Modern day the Beatles. <laughs> like, you let's must always use the article. <laughs> We're talking about the Beatles. Right. And then, so, and then, like, someone was saying, you know, oh, well, this is just really. It's like they're trying to ride the wave of this cool new thing coming up called emo pop. <laughs> I'm like, emo punk. I'm like, that's yes. silly to hear having lived through it, you know? Yes. Like, I mean,. Uh, but true no it's no it's 100 percent true like it was like this album helped pave the way for the likes of panic at the disco and my Mm -hmm. chemical romance which is funny because my chemical romance i also think you know like they started their success at three cheers for five no that's uh that's i don't know why i said that i was thinking of a song by mayday parade uh but like three cheers for sweet revenge right that's the album Mm mm-hmm and uh they had something before that right like one or two yeah but i'm not okay came out with that one and that was around the same time like 2003 ish all i remember is i remember that album came out when i was in middle like eighth grade and then i just this one did too but i distinctly remember it coming out in 2003 because i was a friend had spent the night and we were watching tv and then there was a commercial for an album because those happened oh, wow. right <laughs> and then it was the new like blink 182 album coming out we're like oh shit that album plus american idiot from green day this is a huge year for music <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's funny that you bring that up like uh both those i mean american idiot by green day might be one of the most important albums to like my personal like oh, musical journey yeah because like that got me in the door of like, oh, this Green Day band I like a lot. But then like I did like the the back scroll and like checked out, oh, like Dookie and like Insomniac. I did the same thing with this album, I think, with Blink-182. But then like that just got me into like, you know, just other punk acts. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We can make fun of like American Idiot and shit like that all we want. But it was very, it it is just peak. It came out at such a formative time for us. Yeah. And American and like, Idiot I, was really good. And they just overplayed the those shit out of it. So, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And like some of it, I haven't really revisited it in a long time, but I'm, I'm sure some of it I would cringe at now. But, and I sort of cringe at like the idea of Green Day as they exist now. Oh, yeah. In general. But like, I would stand by a lot of the songs in that album, you know? And it was really, like, honestly, really important to me. Yeah, man. Um, so, what was, your, what was your sort of story with Blink 182? I'm curious. Because it, it, they did they kind of hit like a bit of an awkward time for us, right? Like when they were really big, we were like, what, like we 11, 12, 13. So like kind of in that like, in-between zone. Well, yeah, because this was like a little hiatus before their last album. Because yeah, like, like a hiatus coyote. You know, you yeah, a little things. hiatus coyote. Um, I guess not, I don't know. They made it seem like a hiatus. They took two years off between this Can album. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? But, um, so, but, but when they hit with, uh, you know, whatever, Enema of the State, yeah, we were, we were like in elementary school. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, we weren't feeling it, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like this album, right? Yeah. So, I think, you know, so I was, like hitting 13 ish around that age right and i think you know things that still played music videos it's like oh like blink 182 songs or whatever and then i think trying to make people remember that the band exists while it was gearing up for this album to come out and i'm just like oh yeah this is good this is fucking awesome which also i realized this i think really played into my listening to the music and not the lyrics early in Mm. life because i you know listening to a lot of this with uh genius lyrics shout out genius still not paying us but seriously you know all this free publicity you kidding me (laughs) and this is peak you know using using words and not saying them (laughs) like how they are pronounced in normal english what i love to talk about what sits above your shoulders my yed Exactly, <laughs> you know, like we start. It had to have existed prior, but we're really getting it now. So it was getting mainstream. So I already could barely understand what was like some words were key words. One might even argue, mm. and then I'm reading the lyrics, and I'm like, "Shit, 
Wow. It it does. <laughs> so that's how you, you knew someone was really sad when they like actually knew all the words to this album and My Chemical Romance. You're, you're like, ooh, you need to. You need to calm down. <laughs> so you were pretty much into this album like when it first came out. Yeah, I think. Well, like my group of friends were also mm-hmm. super into it too. So, but it was it kind of like I distinctly remember being like, "Oh, I like these like couple songs. Like, I mm-hmm. really like them." And then I would have another friend who's like, "Yeah, those are like these songs." So it's like together we liked the yeah. whole album. But yeah. But what about you? Yeah, man? I uh, yeah, I my earliest recollection of Blink One Eighty Two is my cousins, uh, who had one of the CDs on cd <laughs> that was a weird <laughs> sentence uh i think it must have been take off your pants but like it had like the either hidden track or joke track about like fucking dogs do you know this song fuck a dog in the ass yeah yeah so they like showed me that we were all like giggling you know like they said dog <laughs> <laughs> this is like a core memory for me it's very funny but then like i you know over the like well over the brief period of time like I remember seeing like the music videos for like first date and like the other like songs off those records. And then like, there were just random songs that I would like download from LimeWire on people's recommendations. But then um, I don't think I listened to this one until like definitely high school, like 0405 probably um, check this out. And like I said, it kind of led me to like dig back into their previous records, which like for me, the canonical Blink-182 are the three like enema take off your pants and this one i think yeah like the stuff before is fine i, I like several songs on their older albums everything since is kind of meh like i'm kind of over it i don't know i don't like get excited for a new book when i do album i'll listen to it but like yeah and there's been good songs and all the releases since then but um and i know i'm just describing like old man likes music the way it was when he first got into it like i i acknowledge that but <laughs> yeah I don't know. Blink-182 is also very huge for me because that was like one of the bands. So, so eighth grade for me was all of my friends being like, we should start a band. I'll take guitar lessons. You take bass lessons. You take drum lessons and we'll, we'll be a musically trained band. <laughs> oh man, I had a little, uh, you know, me and Fonzo and Nick. Uh, oh yeah. We had our little trio going. We jammed in the basement. I'm sure my parents loved that. I don't, I can't imagine <laughs> how they let us do that. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of American Idiot songs. Uh, oh some yeah, Led Zeppelin. You know, probably some Blink. Oh, definitely some Blink. I, th- I think. Oh, we some Blink. I think we could we could play at least half of the trio of albums you just mentioned. You know, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, another thing, man. We're killing a lot of time and just like being nostalgic. But whatever. That's that's fun. I don't um, have a lot of high level thoughts when we get into it, so that'll make up for it. <laughs> So I guess, A, back to, like, starting a band and, like, jamming with friends. Um, I, I don't know if you know the song Moby Dick by Led Zeppelin. No. Okay. Well, it, it's an all-instrumental track, um, and it has, like, a drum solo in the middle, which, like, on the studio version is, like, I don't know, a minute-long drum solo. But when they would play it live, like, John Bonham would play, like, these, like, 15-minute drum solos. <laughs> like, so when we would play this song, sometimes they would humor me and just, like, fucking leave the room while I just, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> drum solo like endlessly until they decide to come back and, and play uh so man unlocking a lot of core memories on this show dude. tonight on this episode yeah. this is great i might start crying by the end of it dude would you say you're feeling this i'm feeling this <laughs> do we do we do we do it let's do it man let's let's let's, let's quit chit chatting and get down to business let's talk about the art feeling this i mean you know it's just a good old pop punk jam about fuck it <laughs> it's a very horny song but it's a really good opening track and like i love the way it starts with that with that drum that drum part they do a lot of effects on like drums and stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just a lot of like nice recording techniques on this one in general it's very creative it might be overproduced at points for my taste but like not in this song i i like this one a lot um yeah very horny song you know i don't love the horny songs but like this one i'm into more for just like the groove you know like it's just musically really cool 
I do enjoy Mark just yelling, I'm feeling this. And then in yeah. headphones, he like switches sides every time, which is like a cute little touch. Do you also um, like, this is, there are like random things that I do remember we would like geek at, because you know, you bought the CD, which had liner notes mm-hmm. and you'd look at the line. And then I had a friend that was like, you know, oh dude, Tom DeLonge made this part. By like the mic was put like thirty feet away in a room, and he was just screaming. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. crazy." <laughs> and then I remember like we would a friend of mine bought like a Tascam multi recorder, so like we would try doing shit like that, and it was just not pick us up because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like the mic would be yeah, fifteen <sighs> feet away from us, but pointed at the ground. Yeah. So I'm guessing the part that you're talking about, because like, so for most of the song, Mark does the hook, yeah, right? with his, his beautiful, silky, smooth voice. Oh, yeah. But then that that last, not maybe the last time around, but like Faith towards the yeah, sure when, when Tom takes it, smile fades in the summer. Thank you for that. I love that part though. No, it's great. Yeah, and um, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I just want to say, Stephen, so you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I was, um, so the, the drum part in the hook with like the cowbell or whatever yeah. it is. So that, like when I was younger, as a younger drummer, it like intimidated me so much that I never even tried to learn it. And then like <laughs> last week I was like, okay, like. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like, and it took like two minutes because it's just, it's not that tough. I don't know. Maybe I'm just better now because I've practiced like using both hands for different things, but. <laughs> I've practiced oh, hmm. being a drummer. <laughs> but, like, it's a cool groove, and, like, it, it's really creative, and there's no reason for him to have done it, but, like, um, I think it adds. I like to, and this is a thing that I think happens throughout several toony tunes in this album, is that, you know, clearly this is a new sound. We're going a different direction. But then just those mm-hmm. moments of, all right, there we go. That's that, like. We're just going to do pop punk, yeah. Like and the like, outro of this one? Yeah, or even just when he comes in with the first chorus, you know, just like... Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, cool, there we go. Just that nice fucking standard pop-punk progression that everyone does. <laughs> this is a gold star song for me. I'm bringing back the star system. Good. And this is this is a gold star track, and it's obvious. I was gonna do that if you didn't. We're on the same... <coughs> yes, cough. Sorry, Fucking I'm sorry, idiot. it's really tough right now. I'm having a hard time. I wrote, this is again something I would have never known had I not done, like, looked at the lyrics, the old genius lyrics, right? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it has little whispered, or like, yeah, like, I saw you again! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's Travis, and I'm like, cool, oh, man. It, that's funny. Yeah, I was like, nice, Travis. You get on those vocals. You get Give that the vocal credit. <laughs> um, they they are a cool band where I think all the songs get credited to all three of them, which I always yeah. appreciate. Yeah, this was one song that even back then I was I thought it was fine, but I was like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm kind of on the same page with this one. I like, I guess the highlight for me, I guess like in the second half there's sort of a breakdown and they do this like this double time outro which is more pop punky more what i'm looking for from like a2 yeah um the other thing in the in the hook like i like the guitar part i don't really care for the vocal stylings when he's talking about it being obvious but i just love that that is the thing i have said too on like a couple of these tracks where i'm like i don't really give a shit about it but like this one little lick i dig it's just like a like big like uh, like stadium rock feel which is you know kind of kind of nifty dude yeah speaking of nifty it was very nifty seeing you this weekend because i miss you and we'll have halloween on christmas and in the night we'll wish this never ends we'll wish this, this never ends is a gold star song oh yeah gold who, star song who didn't fucking <clears throat> love this song how could you not how could you not I like to the notes are always like this is like the only song that Travis Barker has ever recorded with brushes, and I mm-hmm. I was like I wish the notes made it like just really hyperbolize it like Travis Barker had never touched a drum brush before <laughs> nor after this recording. 
<laughs> he burned his brushes after recording the music video i guess and this is another uh, one uh, they did this on several songs in this album where like they would write their little sections separate and then come mm-hmm. together and put them this is i was gonna say this has very like when we talked about um the beatles album where like some of the songs were clearly just paul and john had different songs and they were like let's make them work because we got to make an album like <laughs> there was that vibe on some of these but like it felt more natural i guess like it worked better on some of these like this song i think feeling this was one of those oh right? was it okay uh, that makes sense yeah the, and they just both happened to write about sex but like mark wrote the side of like as in, one does in a relationship and then like maybe it's like bleeding you know whereas mm-hmm. tom was like i have feelings and i fuck <laughs> this guy fucks <laughs> and has feelings this guy fucks aliens <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's up there doing Okay, um, so not not to be me, but can we just focus on the drum part in this one? I love it. No, it's great. I, I'm still. Why is sure that what, mean? No, I said can, uh, be me, be me. Oh, not yeah. Me. I still am not sure. I just haven't looked it up. Like what his setup is? Is it one brush, one stick? Because like the snare hits sound like a stick. Yeah, well, he's playing on the rims too, and he does okay. like so. And he's got like a like a is it a cowbell or like a block of some sort? I don't know. No, I think he's just like doing like little like Latin rim shots. Which, is that all rim shot? All rim jobs out there? That's all, all rim jobs? All, and, you know, sometimes I get, like... <laughs> Nothing for that? Come on. That was so good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, like, sometimes they do just go back and overdub, like, I'm going to do all the rim stuff right now. And, like, while he was doing all brushwork before. But I mm. think... Because when you watch live videos of him, he's just playing with sticks. With brushes? No, just sticks. Oh, oh, is he? Okay. Because I know in the in the video he plays with two brushes, and I'm like, I don't think that's what you're doing, buddy. I don't think that's what you're doing. Um, but what was I gonna say? I I like I appreciate about this. Like that's not a drum part that I think most drummers would do. I think it's it's like it's creative, like for most like pop punk band drummers, and it, but it's like not flashy. And he just plays that same measure the whole song. We are three tunes into it. Let's just state it now. Travis Barker, I think, was one of the first drummers because again. I wasn't like, you know, super in all the classic rock like you. So Travis Barker for me was the first drummer I was like aware of by name, you know, mm. like he was one of the first for me as well. The problem is he just plays too damn fast usually. So I could never like learn his <laughs> shit, <laughs> especially on the older stuff. Right. He, so, but I agree with you. This is a very, t- especially for the like drumming genres he comes from, mm-hmm. you know, like pulling something like this. I'm like, that's tasty. You're not hearing the fucking people less than Jake doing this. Right. And like, he doesn't, I mean, to me, he steals the show because like, I always focus on the drums, but I feel like he doesn't like take away from the other aspects of the song. And like, he just sits in the groove, man. It's great. Travis is, everything about him is just perfectly complimentary. His drum grooves, his yeah, yeah, yeahs. <laughs> Should we talk about the rest of the song aside from the drum parts? No. It is what it okay. is. Well, I mean, I like the dark, spooky vibe. And yeah. it reminds me of the alkaline trio with the gross out stuff about spiders. Catching things and eating their insult. <laughs> we referenced it, so we have to say, Don't waste your time on me. You're already <coughs> the voice inside my head. Thank I you for that. You, I miss like, you. I miss you. One, one more thing on this song. This is like the most time we've ever dedicated to one song, but it's a, it's like, one of the highlights of the album for me. Like, Mark's voice sounds so silky smooth on the song. There's some, like, filter effect on it. But then it's, it's always a bit jarring when Tom comes in with that, <laughs> where are you? But I love it. I love the whole thing. It's a great song. Great. Interesting music video, too. I was going to say great. I don't know if it's great, but it's, it's a video. Oh, man. Don't bad talk this music video. So I'm going to violence you. Oh, man. Cut that out. <laughs> um, violence. This was another one where you know I never really cared about it, but I always liked the guitar at the beginning and outro, like the just bending. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's tasty. One thing I like about that guitar part, specifically in the intro, is like, so it starts out with like that drum beat, right? And you're kind of like grooving to it. But then for me, when the when the guitar comes in, it totally throws off my sense of like, oh yeah, of like time. Like, well, where am I? Where am I? I I, I always enjoy when that is a nice that. that is a nice moment. 
I do yeah. also, again, would not have known this if I wasn't looking at the lyrics, but during the, uh, during, like, the quiet, there's, like, Mark does a quiet little spoken part under, like, the little bridge interlude where Tom's singing, like, like violent, you have me forever, <laughs> and then Mark's just saying all of this shit under it, and I'm like, what hmm. the fuck, man? Didn't catch that. Anyway, um, violence is kind of meh for me. It's fine. Well, don't make me Stockholm Syndrome interlude you. I want to leave in the worst possible way so I can come home to see you, but things don't look so good on that subject. This shouldn't be on the album. This is just dumb. Okay, I agree with you, but as it is, I, I did always think that I was like, you know, like this is like the sounds to me were not thinking of the, the monologue happening, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. like it was pleasant and calming. And then, but then reading the lyrics or the genius thing being like, that was Mark Hoppus's grandma reading, you know, like some World War II letter that her husband sent. I was like, oh, that made it kind of like cute. But I agree. It shouldn't, it, it's just there. Also because Mark Hoppus is so old his grandpa was in World War Two. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, 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 I didn't know that detail. I guess that's sweet, but like why is it on a Blink One Eight Two album? But that's also, my question. I agree, but also because it goes into Stockholm syndrome, like none of the subject matter transfers. No, no. It, at like, all. It feels like, like I was there in like artistic creative phase where they're trying to like construct an album that's more than just a series of songs, which I appreciate. But how do you like that? They so many songs, like melt into the next. Yeah, which I I appreciate that. I just don't know how this one contributes to that. Like it doesn't work for me. I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah, but I mean, Stockholm Syndrome, conversely, not the interlude. I had always liked. Me too. Yeah, it's a good song. You know me, I can just, I like to focus on little random know-nothing parts, but when he's just doing, it's labeled as a verse, but he's just like, it ends with him going, you know, it's like, I'm so lost, you're barely here, blah, 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 and it's like, you're too late to save me, and he just goes, you're too late, and then that nice little echo, and then there's Hmm. just some little, like, I'm assuming it's guitar, or it's a very oddly guitar-like synth but it just does like a couple little notes and it just pairs nice. And I'm like, that's a fucking tasty thing. I don't know. I, I like this yeah. song. I do too. My favorite aspect of it is probably, especially in the first, I, I guess it's kind of the opening hook. Cause it's the part they repeat again later. It's not really a verse, but like, just like the call and response. Yeah. That is um, sick. Which, which I guess one thing I wanted to know at the top is for me, I think, from their work up to this point, this is the album where they both feature on songs more than more than before. Yeah, because it was like this is a Mark song. This is a... yeah. Like when I was listening to Enema and, and Take Off Your Pants, like they almost never are both in the same songs. Like maybe one will be like doing backing vocals, like to harmonize. Right. But like on this album, they're both on most songs, I think. Um, but like I love Call and Response. I also think like lyrically, it's really cool how what Tom is saying and what Mark are saying. Like they each work independently as a verse, but then they also kind of, sort of finish. Like, like it's a finished, con- yeah, yeah. Like they kind of drift in and out of like directly responding to each other and like vaguely being in the same ballpark as each other. <laughs> I really yeah, like it. it is really interesting. Like you know, and again, you know when you are in genius, and then it, you can like highlight certain phrases. Some mm-hmm. parts of what you were just talking about, it'll be like. You know, where Tom's like, like, where do we go? Life's temporary. After we're After gone. After we're gone. Like New Year's. But it's like, so. That's my favorite part, by the way. It I is glorious. And, yeah, but, great. you know, Tom's line is, where do we go after we're gone? And then Mark's is just life's temporary, like New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I'm like. It works. It's so good. you guys are fucking clever. <laughs> right? Yeah. This, <laughs> this is the first thing I remember. Oh, yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, like. This isn't um, a big lyrics album for me, but like the song that that's really what uh, stuck for me, dude. It made me not feel down, 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 down,
Um, oh, this is another one. Shout out to Travis Barker just whispering things at the ends of verses. This can't be the end. Oh, is that him? Yeah. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> you, you did it again. Oops. I love this song. This is a, this is a gold star for me. This is very nostalgic yeah. for me for some reason. I remember I, watching this on like Fuse TV after school. Yeah, like the music video is still stuck in my head. Um, that I get, weird party that I don't think these guys would actually be hanging out at, and then Terry Crews as a cop yeah. chasing the guy like through the LA River or whatever. Yeah, this song is definitely nostalgic for me for the exact same reasons. But I, I, I it was always just okay for me. I just love the like the the drum groove and just it's a vibe. I don't know. Interesting drum tone too, like you said, like a lot of effects on the drums in this album. Definitely yeah. cool sound here. Um oh. Yeah, and just cool outro with the with the drum and bass. I think I read somewhere that the original version of the song was like six minutes long. <laughs> and it was just a lot of that drum and bass stuff. Which I was like, I want that kinda. I just want that groove. <laughs> I do like um just t- talking about time of songs like one of the things on their Wikipedia page for this album goes, this is one of the, like, this is their longest album clocking in at 49 minutes. <laughs> I mean, that's for a pop, for, for, for a, a pop punk thing. Hell yeah. yeah. It's almost like double the length of their previous two. Probably. <laughs> um, dude, uh, no clever segue. The fallen interlude. Down, down, down. This was Today was the first time I listened to that song. Oh, really? Like, usually, because, you know, I gave it, like, 30 seconds once, and I'm like, I get it. And that, like, but, you know, I thought, I was like, this is shockingly hip, like, by today's standards. I've always loved this one. And I was like, the little, little guitar-y things that are added at, like, 50 seconds in, like, this is, you don't hear those kind of guitar timbres in a Blink-182 album. <laughs> Thank you for giving a specific time. It'll make it easier for me to edit it into the pod. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I did that for you specifically. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's awesome. Um, I've always loved this one. I wrote down, this this really has no business being a Blink-182 song, but I just love the vibe, so I can forgive it for that. (laughs) Yeah, it is just like a vibe. And the, uh, it's just Travis getting to chop out a little at the end yeah he gets some pretty sick some sick fills at the end um we i I like the echoing and continuation of the down 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 from the previous song once again the songs acknowledging each other it's always a good thing well you can go on ahead with your brilliant high level thoughts that was a stupid segue but i do love go Gold star song for me. Well, we're like, we're in a lot of agreements here. Like, Go this is, is much more fun. Go is one of these where I think I just, musically, I really like the vibe of it. And musically, peppy. Words, mm-hmm. not not necessarily. I don't think I ever listened to or, like, um, I guess I never listened to the words or understood them until, like, two days ago. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this isn't as... And I'm like, I think I know enough of the words that I should have been able to get the gist. Yeah, like, like I think I couldn't have told you what any of the words of, like, the verses were. But I always, like, thought, oh, this is, like, a good, fun song. And then I read it, and I was like, oh, Mark. Yeah. Oh. Real heavy... Yeah. Real heavy shit. Like, uh, unironically, maybe this is the heaviest song on the album. But, like, it's the sub-two-minute, like, punk rock banger that is like fun that's how they get you (laughs) yeah seriously yeah i mean Uh, there's not much to say it's short and simple and i love it go 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 yeah what a i love me a good fucking hook i don't want to (laughs) know oh yeah kind of tough kind of tough man um so let's move on to the next song (laughs) Good segue, Steve. Uh, Asthenia. This was a song where when I like got this album and would listen to it, I always would just like skip it because I just assumed it was another, like the Fallen interlude. It was mm-hmm. just, okay, it's just going to be space bleep bloops for six minutes. 
And then one day, I think I was falling asleep and this song was on. So I was falling asleep. And then, you know, it takes 50 seconds to get into the song. And then I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but I like this song a lot. Um, I like the... It's more of I just like what I'm about to say so much that it makes me really like the uh the song. Ooh. But Can't you wait. know, it's it's the pre chorus little guitar the it's just I'm like, this is awesome. Um I'm generally positive in the song. I could do without the hand claps. It's a little too cutesy for me. Oh my okay. god. That could just be snare hits, okay? Um, I do like the overall vibe of it, though. Like the floor time groove and the, the opening verse. Really like Tom's vocals on this one, the way he delivers them. Um, I also know there's a nice instrumental interlude between the hook and outro with a halftime feel. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust my past self that that's accurate. No, it is. And it kind of, it's like it's halftime and also in three. Oh, yeah, it is. Listen to it now. Right? You're un okay, Blink 182. Getting all creative with their musics. They didn't even have to go to India. <laughs> Couldn't have hurt though. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? You know <laughs> I'm I'm always saying go discover yourself in India. <laughs> that was an all I was segueing into always. That was funny. It was, that was good. Yeah, it didn't it didn't work so well. This is, I think, your your down nostalgia is what I have for always. Because I remember that music hmm. video. And I distinctly remember in the, uh, it's just like a little instrumental thing after the second chorus. And Travis Barker's beating the shit out of his crash <laughs> cymbal in the music video. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that's how you play the drums. Uh, <laughs> I never forgot that lesson. And I, uh, yeah, You're um, the world's best jazz drummer now. <laughs> just beat the shit out of him. What is the music video for this one? I don't remember it. Like three split screens, like a top, mid- and then so it switches between, like the like it'd be like the head of Mark Hoppus, and then the torso of Tom, and then the legs of uh Travis. But then it switches because they just they reenact this like the same scene three times. So then it'll like shift, you know, and like oh okay. You should I don't re- remember that. You at should all. rewatch I'll have it. To check it out. Um. I read that it was inspired by 80s, like the sound of the 80s. And with that in my mind, listening to it, I'm like, I get it. Especially the outro. You're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I don't love this song. I The drum part, surprise, surprise, kind of salvages it for me. Like, I think Travis has a lot of cool shit on this one. Um, a lot of chopsy, kind of kind of flashy stuff, but I enjoy it a lot. I love a good splash symbol. The way that you don't have joy makes you such an easy target <laughs> for I criticism. Shit, I didn't even shit on that song. You didn't shit it's on not, it. Like it's, it's not my favorite. Jeez. You ruined like my the... perfect segue. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. This is a song that grew on me because, like, one of my best friends fucking loved it and would always force me to listen to it. And I do like that driving, like, the cowbell and then the snare, like, really, cu- like, you know, they're yeah, it's kind of like, like a march. I do like, do you also like, if you were to just take these lyrics at face value, you're like, okay, like, we get it. You're scorned by Holly or whatever. But the, the, what inspired this is their producer told them this story where this girl like that he had a crush on in middle school invited him over and then when he showed up she just doused him with a hose in front of all of her friends to embarrass him and then he just rode away wet and embarrassed on a bike <laughs> and i'm like you got all of that from this <laughs> like, like wow okay I'm like you guys uh, really you took that and ran hard yeah really <laughs> that's you could say loosely based on that story. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh, what else? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, it is what it is. I like I like Mark's hook. I like the the mommy's little monster uh, reference. That's good. Holy, let me out! 
Um, well, uh, when I think about, when I think about, uh, this podcast, I'm like, what the hell is all this? I don't know. (laughs) Do something better. Unfortunately, that's the best we have. This, today, first time I listened to this song. Oh, really? And it. Listening to it, because I don't think I was, I was like aware of the cure, but not like really, because I didn't listen to that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so then, yeah. li- but hearing it now, I'm like, oh, this is obviously Robert Smith. <laughs> yeah, I think the weird thing is, um, at the time, I definitely was aware of the cure and maybe had a brief the cure phase, um, but somehow didn't know that's who this was that this had some guy on this album like i don't think i ever saw like featuring robert smith or right whatever. like like whatever limewire download i did just said like all of this and then probably had like a virus and like some questionable porn attached to it um dude genius the lyrics also said that m night Shyamalan almost directed a music video to this and i'm like oh what is up with this track but then he didn't what a twist <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this song whatever so a couple of things. So obviously Robert Smith is cool. I think his vocal performance is really good. Um, I I like how the guitar part from Easy Target is echoed here in like a very different vibe. That's pretty cool. Um, I just don't think this is a Blink One Eight Two song. Like it's a Robert Smith song. <laughs> like he's the lead vocalist. That it's weird. I, there's nothing Blink One Eight Two about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also kind of think if this is going to be in the album, like this should be the last song. Yeah, this could have done it. This could have closed it out. I also yeah. like, but like you were saying, do you have any more high level thoughts on this track specifically? Um, I I wrote down. I'm going to use some internet slang that I don't know if I'm going to be using it appropriately, and I don't want to get in trouble. But this is like totally a song about being a simp. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> so this is just a simpin' track. A simpin' uh, track. <laughs> Simping on gin and juice so hard. I did. Um, I did. I had one rare lyrical call out though on this one. I like the line, and I don't know why this resonates with me, but it does. Uh, where he says, "It all just goes to show, nothing I know changes me at all." Again, I waited for this to change. Instead, I just I like that line a lot. I relate to that probably for different reasons than what he's singing about because he'd be out here simping. You're pretty um, simpy. Oh yeah. One. Well, it takes one to know one. You know. <laughs> You are what you eat. What? Anyway. <laughs> Steve just eats. He's a cannibal. Um, oh nom, 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 nom. Give me them Please simps. <laughs> Give me some simple syrup. <laughs> well, the next thing is here's your letter. But the one thing I wanted to say is they they got their mileage out of easy target. Obviously all of this more directly is quoting it, but there's like some 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 remnants of easy target in all of this in chordal structure. It's very very slight. In, in here's your letter or in yeah. all of this. Okay. So, you know, it's like a through line musically through the last 3. That's kind of nifty. This one, um, how, yeah, I was like really getting mileage out of Easy Target. Um, I like the harmony and me- uh, like melodies, you know. I I like those melodies in the uh the chorus. I thought this was refreshing after the last two tracks. I was like, kinda, yeah. I was like, yeah, give me that fucking speed, play fast. Yeah, back, back to the pop punk vibe. Yeah, this one's like totally fine for me. Not terribly remarkable. Um, it is a nice change of pace. Um. What was it going to say? I was going to say, I was going to say, oh, I think like historically, whenever this would come out on shuffle or something, I'd be like, oh, that's like one of those late songs from the self-titled. I'm skipping it because I just like in my head, everything like in the in like the back, like the last third of this is like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a totally fine song. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's fine. I'm not like yeah. jizzing over it. I'm not simping over it, but I would um, never I would never simp for a, a track on a Blink One A two album. I'd simp- unless it was unless it was uh I miss you, I miss you. Dude. 
I'm lost without you. I was thinking the same thing. I thought this is also the first time I listened to this all the way through. Because, like, I give it a little bit, and I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm. Whoa, I'm just realizing this is six and a half minutes long. Holy shit. Right. Um, I was... Uh, it feels that long. It is. I, I wrote, I think it's a closer in the sense of trying to be like, this is an ending story narrative. And yeah, but, like, the narrative is just, like, the through line of the album is just, like, I miss you. Like yeah. That, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying there's closure. I'm just saying yeah. it's like, it tries to be like lyrically. They're like, this sounds like something that's kind of like ending and more final. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the vibe, I guess of the, the, the tune is closer. E I'm not saying I was like, yeah. I'm not saying I bought in holy. I'm just saying I, I feel this was like a closer this was a LaCroix of a closer, you know, like I don't really want so, like super good and no fucking awful. Steve comes in a variety of tasty flavors. It comes in a variety of like good for you and barely flavored carbonated. Some, good. Sometimes. Yeah. I want like closer light. I want to feel like this should have been a closer. Like I'm hydrated, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> um, I do like the fucking drums at the end though. I do love that. Mm. I like the drums at the end. What I don't like at the end, because it's sort of that like snare roll, right? Yeah. But what I don't like is when like that sort of crossfades in while he's still playing the normal beat. It's very like disorienting in a way I don't like because I'm hearing snare hits all over the place. And I'm like, what? What's going on? What's oh, man, happening? That's here? the coolest part. I don't like that part. My only real positive in this one is. In acknowledging that this is an album ass album, it obviously calls back to the Stockholm Syndrome uh, interlude, the dumb letter. Um, I I don't know. It's just not this song's not for me. I don't I don't love it. Oh, it's yeah. No, I mean I agree with you. It, I guess it, I I guess what I'm saying is I don't like it. <laughs> it exists. Just, yeah, yeah geez, you you need to learn how to be more concise <clears throat> with your criticism. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to that. read a treatise on why this this last song. <laughs> isn't your cup of tea um all right well that's all the songs unless we're gonna talk about the anthem part two live in chicago we are not okay we should the song about about how mistreated the teenagers are written by a man in his late 20s (laughs) he has perspective steve i guess i guess i don't want to hear how to have sex from someone in the middle of coitus for the first time I'd be interested in their perspective. Um. So we we should we rate? Should we rate? Should, should we should we recap and rate? Do you have any um rating scale ideas? Oh, um. Let's. I've got I've got a few. If you're interested, I I am interested. S- some of these are terrible, and some of them are are you know feasible. Uh, things you do. Obvious times. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're burning uh, the shitty ones. I'm uh, happy. Shadows in the background of the morgue. <laughs> Unsuspecting victims. I really, wow, I really mind one song for all these six strange darknesses. <laughs> and then my last one is down, 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 downs. <laughs> you did, did what, you, what did, have you got? Did you try it all? I mean, you tried harder well, than me. I'll okay, give you that. I did this like five minutes before we recorded. I was like, well, I should have some ideas. Um, <laughs> they made you laugh. That was my goal, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> aliens, UFOs, um, feelings. This is <laughs> feelings. This <laughs> feeling. This is no. Those are two separate things. It was feelings or feelings. this is. <laughs> things, uh, things that Markopis is feeling. Cowbells. Easy targets, hollies. Uh, it's your episode, man. Goes. <laughs> I think I did better than you, okay? Barely. What are you thinking? Help me out. It's your episode. Help me out, damn it. Um, okay, so I think that Down, 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 Downs is kind of funny. Uh, I think that 
fine. Down, 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 Ta- downs. I don't obvious even times. No, obvious times is stupid. Six strange We're darkness. <laughs> I've already decided. Down, 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 down. down, down. Okay, down, you, down. You down, go downs. first, because I don't want my nostalgia to influence your nostalgia. <clears throat> okay, okay. Um, so I am gonna go with. I'm trying out a new scientific method this episode, I'm where I rigid. I gave every track a rating individually. I took the average of that. And then I wasn't satisfied with that average, so I rounded up, even though it wouldn't make sense to do so. So I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5 down, 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 downs. Wow, that's bitchy. Um, Why? Why? Well, can I explain? Can I defend it? You think it's too low? I do. So uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's several songs in this album that I love. There's a, there's, well, the problem is there's 15 tracks in this album. (laughs) So there's like probably five that I like a lot and like five that I like okay. And then like five that I'm like. So that's what it takes to a three point five for me. The, the the ones I don't care for bring that average down. I get it, and that's the problem with being scientific and not using your heart. Well, I used my heart to override the scientific, the mathematical average. I wasn't satisfied I how know, low see, it came out. Well, so you're dragging me down because I was just gonna give this bitch a big old five. But uh, be true to yourself. I see, th- I never, I never liked this one as much as like Enema or Take Off Your Pants. Like, th- to me, those are the ones I love, and this one was always like a distant third. If it's a five, I mean, don't. I mean, but I like for me, ah, it was like so important to me. Yeah, like, and it was less, it like, was less important for me. If it did not exist, I don't think I would have liked Enema or Take Off as much because I wouldn't yeah. have gotten into it through this or like m- the music that shaped my high school listening list. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 4.5. 4.5? Down, down, nice. down, downs. Perfect. Nice, man. Any closing thoughts on it before we move on? Nope. The album's going to be fucking 20 years old next year. It's bananas. Um, all right, is it Homework Town? Homework Town? You ready to go to homework town? <laughs> you know why why I say that, right? I mean, we had the we had the Coyote Town, but like in our household, town is often used as a stand-in for time. Because uh, my son, when he was much younger, would say it wrong. He'd say like, "Oh, it's like whatever, uh, s- suppy town." <laughs> I don't know, like play town and so like we just we keep doing that and it's very cute and i like it so it's homework town it's not cute saying things is. wrong is not cute i think it's pretty cute no um so i you know followed my heart as you recommended on this recommendation and i'm kind of just embracing that we just do pop punk emo music <laughs> although last episode you're I taking text- me to happy town <laughs> last episode i listened to art or er, recommended from the jewels so i'm i'm mixing it up now um so this is an album from a band that i like a whole lot they're a band from colorado they're called elway they're named after the american gridiron football player john elway uh and they came out with an album uh like a month well april 1st of this year called the best of all possible worlds and that is your homework and the main reason i'm making this the homework andy is I sent this to you. I was like, hey, you should check this out. You'd probably like it. I never heard anything back from you, which makes me assume that you didn't check it out. And so I have <laughs> not. Good call. So, I, so I'm making it homework to make you listen to it. Um, yeah, well, this really was cool a band. fun run. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, man. it's a cool band, cool album. Uh, we get a little cameo from, uh, from our favorite Sincere Engineer on one of the tracks. It's a nice little treat. And, uh, yeah, you know, go music. <laughs> go <I'm> music. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, homework, do it. Uh, Elway, the best of all possible worlds. I'm gonna. Because I'm feeling this. Let me out! <laughs> it's also weird that the Holly from, uh... His childhood... Well, is also the subject of all of this. Like, he's singing, like, use me, Holly. Come on and use me. It's like, okay, weird. She just hosed you, dude, literally. Yeah, dude, took you to hose town. <laughs> not, to be con- t- not to be confused with hose time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. 
Uh, Andy, anything else for today? We we good here? We're good. We did the thing? Okay. Uh, Andy does other things. Uh, click on the links in the show notes about the other things Andy does. Um, and, uh, you know. It's a me, Steve, and it's a you.